0: Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season.
1: it. I got bored one day, and I put everything on a bagel. Everything. Sucked into
0: a bagel.
1: Alright, here we go. It's How We Seize It, episode 163. We're everywhere, or everything, everywhere, all at once. That was a horrible one. Let's try that again. Uh, We're everywhere, er, or... No it's everything everywhere all at once God dang it you want to just start I stumble o- no no i, I don't I, <laughs> I'm not a professional no it's funny i have I have stumbled on this name so many times uh by going back and forth between everything and everywhere uh, I keep getting the 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 wrong one before and i I'm, I'm not really sure why but I do but that being said this is on everybody's lips everybody knows what you're talking about as soon as you start talking to everything anywhere anywhere all, you know anything <laughs> at, at, at all at once um it, it's it's been uh it's it i mean this came out last year and this was in the theaters we did not see it in theaters i did not see it in the theaters yeah it actually um, came out
0: in march so uh quite almost almost same, a full year ago yeah
1: the same time as uh uh marvel's um Multitude
0: multiverse of, madness. of badness
1: multiverse yeah. yeah yeah so uh, it and it's it's one of those things the director's actually talking about um there was the the spider verse that came out when they were making this and he's like god damn it the people are... and then he's watching i guess rick and morty and they do a bunch of time travel he's like hey, everybody's stealing my ideas without stealing my <laughs> ideas and stuff like that so uh, i think it's pretty funny um yeah. i've heard a lot of people say that this is the the multiverse uh, movie that they wanted out of uh, Marvel uh, but didn't get and stuff like that so that's where I had heard about it was a lot of people were talking about that and then um, just recently we've got uh, some award shows coming up and it's been getting a lot of rewards so it's it's getting a lot of uh, absolutely just awesome Academy again. Awards
0: were just were just announced and it uh, got quite a few nominations I think it kind of got the most nominations of any movie. Eleven, I believe, yeah, is what I saw. And and there um, is a tie to to Marvel because the Russo brothers did uh, were yes. producers on this. Um, yep. So so they were involved. They made it happen, or they helped make it happen.
1: Yeah, which is really interesting because they knew. I, I think the Russos probably knew what was going on in uh, Doctor Strange, but maybe not. But anyways, this is this is an incredible movie. Um, one of the cool things for me is uh, getting to see some of these guys, the the actors that. Um, I, I know you're a huge fan of uh, the Indiana Jones trilogies. Oh yeah, it's not, not even I, a trilogy, but it, uh, what? A series. You call it a series? a series? You... <laughs> series, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, uh, short round from from Indiana and and data from Goonies. Okie dokey Doctor Jones. Hold on to your potatoes. Pictures of pal.
0: You guys, i would be saved by my pictures of pal. Absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, one of this incredible actor and he was gone for 20 something years and yeah he, he comes i comes back
0: I, in this and right right it was almost like and any and he really kind of had that same that same charming presence i mean he was brilliant in this and and a lot of range um i believe one of he his has last the last same movie... voice yeah he does it doesn't he yeah. <laughs> he's got that you, squirrel if you close voice, your eyes you're... especially when he's uh playing um you know the 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 whole world, uh, Waymond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then he also pulls yeah, so. his range when he's d- does that. I'm in the mood for love style character when they're kind of doing the real low dramatic, you know, that low key yeah. dramatic, uh, um, uh, yeah. film noir style well, scenes where he's just being a lot more, uh, suave and and cool. Yeah. We'll
1: get into that more and talk about <laughs> right. it and tell them how we sees it. Uh, and I'm Noah, one of the main hosts here, and I'm going to tell you how I see it with my main man Steve. Say hi, Steve.
0: Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. And uh, and uh, this is also um, a few days after uh, Chinese New Year. So I know that's another reason oh. to, to bring this up, because this is about a uh, Chinese-American they, family that's immigrated, and so a little representation yeah. there. That's well, nice. and they ha- they're they having a Chinese New Year uh, party, too. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, is that yeah that's, yeah, that's true. And that was just, uh, I yep. think, on Sunday.
1: Yep, yep. The year of the rabbit, I believe, we're in now. Okay. So, yeah. I didn't know right. that. i, I I got some knowledge, yeah. Uh <laughs> here on uh, how we season we like to pair a drink or a cocktail to whatever it is we're watching and telling you about. Uh and that's no different this time and I know for a fact that we came up with some brilliant ones this time. <laughs> uh, so I'm 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 very excited to uh hear what you have to uh for and, us, Steve.
0: And check out our pictures on Instagram because both of us went with the googly eyes. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and you know be- before I talk about my drink I'll talk about it in just a second but I want to I want to talk about spoilers because this is a film that I don't think if you haven't if you haven't seen it I don't think we can spoil it. I think we could talk about it for you know as long as we want but this is movie a movie that you got to experience. You know we could tell you all about it and our yeah, takes yeah, on it yeah. and stuff like that but we're not going to ruin it. So if you haven't seen it don't be afraid to listen. We're going to we'll talk about it but uh, but but check or, it out or, if you get a chance. Or even
1: better. Go go watch it and come back and listen. Yeah, Make sure you come back it, though. You yeah. know, if I find out you stopped listening
0: and didn't come back, I'm <laughs> coming after you. <laughs> I just think a spoiler uh, <laughs> warning is typical for most most of them we do, but yeah. this one I don't think we really <laughs> need it. Anyway, okay. Uh, so I got googly eyes on this. Noah's got googly eyes on his. But uh, the the cocktail that uh, that I made is called. Um, oh, now I got to get my notes. Hang on. Um, here we go. I called it Evelyn's dirty laundry, and Evelyn's the main the main character of this. Um, yep. It's based off a cocktail I found called French laundry and she runs a laundromat and, uh, Mm -hmm. she's kind of airing her dirty laundry. That's kind of her existential crisis. (laughs) So I thought it kind of fit in. I, I made it mostly like the French laundry, um, ingredient list, but I added, added an olive on a stick, um, to, to make it (laughs) dirty like you do with a dirty martini. So, and, uh, changed a few things, but overall it's pretty, pretty straightforward with the, French laundry um, recipe. So this is one and a half ounces of uh, Genever, uh, three quarter ounces of elderflower liqueur, half ounce of lime juice, quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur, and three dashes of grapefruit bitters. And then I added again the, the uh, pimento olive on a stick and I kind of <laughs> Stuck it on there, very much like the the bagel hanging out at the top of uh, of Joyce nice. or Jobu's head uh, when she's you know <laughs> got got that little hair piece and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I haven't tried surfer. this yet. Lat- I had all the ingredients except uh, the grapefruit bitters, and I thought about substituting for maybe some orange bitters, but I saw some reviews that really really liked having the grapefruit bitters. And I'm not going to tell you how much these things cost. I was a little shocked because <laughs> I went to I went to our our favorite bottle barn. I found some grapefruit bitters, and I, and that's all I bought. And uh, <laughs> it, it was it was not uh, I was I was a little shocked when I when it rang it up. But then I just kind of I was surprised. Of so <laughs>
1: yeah, I was surprised when I was looking at bitters too, uh, how much they were. But um, you know they go a long way. They they last a long time. So uh, I do. I also have the grapefruit bitters. Uh, it's one of the ones I bought a long time ago, just because I do like grapefruit so much. <clears throat> this is good. What you, this is good. Is yeah, it?
0: and I'm really happy I got the grapefruit bitters, cause, cause it <laughs> um, Nice. Yeah, this is nice. This is no dirty, uh, dirty laundry taste. <laughs> this, is, this is this is. Well,
1: I like, I like the uh, the olive juice in a, in a martini. If I'm gonna have one like that, I think uh, I think for me, I mean, well, I'm one of those crazy people that I I'll drink a pickle juice, I'll drink an olive juice. <laughs> well uh, I didn't put know, any the olive can't. juice in here. I just I just no, but I mean that flavor, I like that I like mm-hmm. that flavor. Uh so I think the dirty part of that uh it definitely helps out and, and grapefruit can never go wrong. That was uh, all me and inspired my...
0: by the movie. So uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh my drink was also inspired by this movie. Uh and uh mine was inspired also by uh the everything bagel. <laughs> Um, I just something about that everything bagel made me laugh, and I think maybe it's because uh, we got some running jokes around my own house about everything bagels. Because my wife likes to eat uh, uh, like uh, the avocado toast, but she puts the everything bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's on it, and so we we joked about that for you know quite. A, I'm like, well, what else can we throw on it? Let's make this everything, you know. And I'm I'm you know bringing in socks and you know pencils and just random things from the house to put on this <laughs> everything uh, seasoning, but. So I, I, I immediately went to the Everything Bagel. So I started looking up uh, Everything Bagel drinks, and um, I found two. Well, I found one that was designed off of it, and it was designed off of a uh, gin Flip, and uh, I almost oh, went with that, except I, for
0: it was... But but that was a whole a whole egg you have to add to that one. I saw that yep, recipe. Yep, yep, <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, yeah, I was like, mmm, that's <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, I, and it's supposed to taste like eggnog, and I like that, and I was like, oh, maybe, but... I found one that I was even more interested in. That was uh, I found that they just did a, a nice Bloody Mary, um, but they rimmed the glass with the Everything Bagel uh, seasoning. And I thought, oh, that's great. I haven't had a Bloody Mary in a while. And I, I kind of like them. Uh, I know when the pandemic first hit, uh, that first week when I, I kind of went drink crazy, uh, I, did, I did drink quite a few... Uh, Bloody Marys at that time. Um, so this one I'm calling um, the Bloody Evelyn, or no, no, I'm sorry, I changed it. It was uh, the Bloody uh, Joe Boo. Uh, so that's uh, the the evilness in this who created the bagel. Uh, but this I I like this drink because it has everything in it too. It's one of those things. Is <laughs> there is so many ingredients in this. This is probably the most ingredients I've I've ever put in one drink um outside of just like uh you know a jungle juice but it starts off with um two ounces of vodka i used a tito's vodka um it i find in a bloody mary the better the vodka you know you don't want to go too cheap on a vodka on this one it really changes the flavor uh i went six ounces of a v8 uh tomato juice um not spicy or anything i'm not a spicy guy but uh, i do like v8 uh, I always have as a kid. I used to drink a lot, so V8 juice. I have to. I actually have to have the V8. I can't just get random tomato juice or a mix. I got to get the V8 juice for me to to make it right. Um, then you start adding. Uh, this was a uh, five ounce or uh, yeah, 0.5 ounces of um, pickle juice, <laughs> right? So I got these little gherkins that I'm going to use for for garnish on this too. Just to put a little pickle juice in there, uh, half a uh, half a fresh squeezed lemon. Grab that off the tree out in the backyard. Squeeze that guy right in there. A uh, te- uh, tea or I think I did a teaspoon of horseradish. Right, so I nice. uh, had some liquid horseradish. Threw that in there. Um, I did a uh, ounce of uh, Worcestershire sauce. Yep. Right, um, and then this is where I get into some of the the, the other ingredients. Uh, it was a uh, Quarter teaspoon of garlic powder, quarter teaspoon of onion powder, and a, a quarter teaspoon of smoked paprika. Actually, no, I'm sorry, I went with a full half uh, half teaspoon of the the smoked paprika. I I wanted to up that one up a little bit, and a little bit of just uh, pink Himalayan salt. Put that all in the shaker with some ice. Shook it up. Got my glass, rimmed that baby with the with the uh, everything bagel seasoning on the sides. Put my little eyes on it. <laughs> Uh, drop my celery and a piece of bacon garnish in there. You got some bacon in there. Nice. Full, full piece of bacon. That's actually, (laughs) I I ran home today to make sure I could get the bacon done. Um, and I bake my bacon. I don't, I don't do it in a pan. I like, I like baking it. I think it gives it a better flavor and a better texture. Okay. Uh, So I do it out, out on the, uh, Traeger. But then I poured that in there, and then through I have uh, two olives with uh, blue cheese uh, centers, and two gherkins uh, as a as a garnish. So this thing has got everything in it for the most part. It's it's it, it does,
0: and you know so many the Bloody Marys are are so so much more savory than than your typical sweet cocktails. Mm. That it's nice. It's probably a nice change of pace to get something that's not, that's more like you know, it's, it's good breakfast. It's hearty. It's, uh, uh, salty and, and, uh, you no know, pepper this, though. This you don't do delicious. pepper. So I don't, I don't do yeah, pepper. I think you're missing out, <laughs> but I know you I don't got do the it. horse. I know. <laughs> I know you don't do it. So
1: <laughs> and it's not just in the drink. I don't put pepper on anything. Uh-huh. Matter of yeah, fact, no, my I, know. Wife <laughs> the, I know that's why, I, that's why I, I mentioned that. <laughs> She's not, she doesn't even cook with pepper because, you know, it's just one of those things I can taste it in there. It's not a flavor I like. And uh, I remember she used to think that I, it was just a visual thing that, oh, if I didn't see it, I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. So she tried to put white pepper in, in food. And I'm like, it, it, it's the flavor. It, it has nothing to do with seeing it. Like if I, if I it, It's not because I don't want to have it. It's just I just don't enjoy it. But this drink I enjoy. Nice this is you, you were right when you said savory. We're gonna change the pace. This is fabulous. like I'm I like might wake wake up in the morning and make one of these. <laughs>
0: it's a healthy drink.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's just breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> this this is good. This is this is delicious. This is one of those ones that almost makes me want to take and make a mix out of it so I can just quickly pour and make one of these. Cause this took me about a half hour to get all together with getting all the ingredients out. Uh, I filmed it, which making it, which took a little longer too, but getting all the ingredients out, making the drink, putting everything back. It it, it took some time, uh, but it is worth you know, it.
0: You mentioned a high-end uh, vodka, which, you know, vodka doesn't have much, there's not much variety in vodka. <laughs> but one uh, of right. the things that, I know you're not a huge gin fan, but, you know, the, one of the main differences of gin is just all the botanicals you're adding to more typically like a vodka base. Um, so this might be a good, I, I mean, I've had, I've had, uh, Gin-based um, savory drinks like a Bloody Mary takeoff, uh, and uh, uh, you might want to try that because I'm sure I'm sure all the extra stuff you're adding are gonna go well with those <laughs> added botanicals. So, if you've got some gin lying around that you haven't been trying, uh, you can give it a give it a shot. With <laughs> I think
1: I, I think I do, but I think I have a slow gin. I don't know if that one would no, go well. No, not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into this movie. Um, this is, this is a, uh, a 24, um, which I, I know a 24 for like horror movies is, is what I kind of remember them.
0: Well, yeah. Like hereditary. I think that was their biggest, most successful film up until this one. Um, but they they just do, do more independent stuff. Um, and this is their biggest, most successful a 24 film to date. I think it's the first one to pass a hundred million dollars at the <laughs> box office.
1: Um, nice, and that's really good because they only spent like 25 million on this. So to to pass that and make a good change on it, that's really good, especially for the the directors. Um, a lot of people uh, they call them the Daniels because they, bo- they both have Dan uh, are both named Daniel.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're not uh, they're not related. They just met in film school. Uh, they they've done one a previous feature film, Swiss Army Man, with Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I which,
1: never saw that <laughs> which is an unusual
0: one that's where Daniel Radcliffe basically plays a plays a dead uh, a dead body <laughs> that uh, watches, right, yeah. washes up on shore i I, I think I watched uh, I don't think I actually saw the whole movie so I'm feeling a little guilty about that but I uh, but it, it it's it's an interesting interesting movie and this has got some equal you know uh, it almost goes even further with with its absurdity um, but uh, yeah back to and the I think
1: I think they also did um, some music videos as well. Yeah,
0: I, I was meaning that was their only feature film. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, but a lot of people were saying that they knew him from from music videos, like they do a really good job with that, and which is cool. Um, but yeah, they were uh, Dan- at least Daniel Kwan also was uh, credited as a writer. Um, so this is oh, I guess they both they both wrote and directed this, so that's pretty cool. Um, this is starring Michelle Kwan uh, as our main. Uh, character uh evelyn wong or i'm sorry wang and then um she is uh she's like a the way they described her is an aging uh chinese woman uh that uh immigrate you know first first uh what did they call it she she immigrated to the u.s um and then uh she uh, shares her house with her husband
0: uh waymond (laughs) i know I know when I saw it written down, I thought they were just, you know, I thought it was Raymond, and they just were, you know, weren't pronouncing their so, words correctly. <laughs> okay,
1: so my, my this has gone through my head, and no one brought it up, but this happens in multiple times in this movie where the, the, the speech, it gets like that, and that it, it's almost like a trope, but I wonder if it was, uh, if it was originally, like, they go, yeah, let's make it Wayman, you know, with a <laughs> W—
0: I mean Deidre, Jamie Lee Curtis's character is Deidre Bobidra or you know something like that and 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 they are, they're always making fun of of, of Jobu uh, Oh yeah they they can't say it right Right what is it uh yeah, well, it, Jobu Tupaki and and right. he's, she's like what are you saying Chewbacca or something and you just string yeah. words or <laughs> syllables together yeah. So they do play a little bit with the language and 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 so
1: I was wondering that I was like was it you know it's just a play on Raymond like maybe you know they they misspelled it when and so he just went with it kind of thing, which would have been hit in his character. Yeah. He just, you know. So I thought that was funny. And that's played by uh Hu Kwan. The and, great. Uh, right. Yeah.
0: I think one of his previous movies, it's been over twenty years, but it was in um in C-No Man. He had a role in that. Which I only bring that up because that also starred uh Brendan Fraser, who's gotten who's kind of also had a a big a big return to the to the big screen with the whale and gotten a lot of accolades for that. So kind of right, interesting. Right. they're both, uh, they're both coming to the Academy Awards. They were both nominated um, in the, um, I think, I think he's in supporting and, and, and uh, Brendan Fraser's in the uh, best actor Leady. category, but nice. they'll be, they'll be at the, at the award ceremony, hopefully together. And we'll, that's awesome. Say. Yeah. Uh,
1: we also have Stephanie and I, I'm it's HSU. Now, how would you, how would you pronounce that?
0: Um, I don't know, we can have one of our listeners Caref- care- uh, carefully. Email, email in and tell us uh,
1: <laughs> phonetically how to anyways, uh she is um she plays Joy, uh the the child of, of uh Evelyn and Wayman. And uh also she plays uh, the Jobu um putaki putaki, I think that's right. She was
0: originally uh, cast by uh Alpha oh sorry. Are, oh uh, no catching? no no. Yeah, there's a bug. You oh I thought you were trying to stop <laughs> me from talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, to like no, zip no, we it, we're all zip good. it. <laughs> Um no um Shang-Chi, what, what's that? Uh, what's, her, what's her name? Alpha or Aquafina? Aquafina, thank you. Thank you, Aquafina. Uh, but due to. I'm which, glad which is...
1: they did not put her I, in it. I
0: think I am too. I thought, I, um, I, once I read that, I thought, oh my gosh, that might have been a little too obnoxious for that role because she kind of comes across that way. And, and I thought She's it was very obnoxious. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was close in Shang-Chi, but I thought it, it worked. But, I, but I'm not sure if this role would have distracted. With, with, it's uh, funny because a
1: lot of people love Aquafina. I am not one of those people. Um, I don't have a huge, I actually, I mean, I, I, I like her stand up more than her acting. Mm-hmm. If that, you know, I just don't care for her in, in movies, but yeah, I think Stephanie kills it. Uh, I, re- I recognize her from uh, uh, Miss Maisel, she's in the oh, Miss okay. Maisel series, and uh, she was also in Shang-Chi, she, she was, um, the couple that they were talking to and that at the end uh, when Wong shows up and they're at the table with them at the bar and stuff. So she, she is also in Marvel, uh, another tie-in to uh, Marvel. Okay. But uh, I recognized her from that, and she does an incredible job. I mean, all, all the main actors, uh, there's really five, essentially, uh, with Michelle Yeoh, uh, as Evelyn, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and then uh, the other one, James Hong... Yeah, it's Gongong. Gong. Gong. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you know him from anything uh, or if you just. Anytime I see him, I cannot, not think of Big Trouble in Little China.
0: Yeah, yes. <laughs> <Another> <laughs> Loved him. Kind of, another kind of crazy fantasy movie. Um, Such a
1: good movie. Such a good movie. No. I love that. That's one of my favorites by far. Uh, and, and so he's in that. And so every time I've seen him in any, anything, I, I always go right back to that. I'm like, Oh, and so he even, he, he even reminded me just the way he talks and the way he acts And there. He kind of has that same, you know, there's something about him. It's, it's just him, you know, it's, it's him. And, and so the, those are, I would say the five main, main actors in this. Um, this story follows Evelyn, who who is the the aging um, Chinese immigrant, uh, and her relationship with with Wayman. Uh, and they're uh, they get, they're trying to do their taxes for their their, I guess you would call it almost like a failing uh, laundry mat. You know, it, yeah. It, well, it they're being like audited.
0: They're, they're they're having yeah. Their business is being audited, and it's kind of a little hectic times. And then they're also having a, struggling with their relationship with their daughter. And little does uh, does Evelyn know that uh, that Wayman is serving her yeah, horse the, papers yeah. too. Which so it's kind of a lot of things colliding. A lot
1: of little, yeah, a <laughs> lot of little. Everything's happening. Mm-hmm. Everything's going on. It's it's just it's craziness. Um, but a lot of the story has to do with um, the story beats have to do with the relationships between the characters. Right? It's a very uh, character driven, relationship driven story right relationship between Evelyn and, and Wayman uh Evelyn and Gong Gong Evelyn and Joy, uh and then even you know uh you know um
0: Joy's girlfriend too that she plays a part well,
1: in, uh, Yeah that's well that's part of the the relationship part of it is yeah. is that you know she does uh, Joy feels like she's not being accepted by her mom because you know she won't introduce her uh to to Gong Gong as as her girlfriend and things like that so you know typical uh uh the the parent versus uh uh child understanding thing uh which uh when i when i heard listen to a lot of people talk about this that you know they they were they really emphasize the fact that that this is a lot of what immigrants go through the first you know first generation immigrants children have problems and don't don't really get with what their parents and i was like well that's that's everybody it's not just immigrants it's it's everybody has a generational difference with their chi- children and and things don't always communicate correctly or or not everybody's always on the same page and we see that a lot and then you know a, a part of it is is dealing with uh the uh the acceptance of of Evelyn accepting her daughter as as a uh queer right as, as a lesbian um but then it gets even deeper <laughs> right when we get when we get into the multi the multi-universe part of this which it's kind of funny because it's this it's this relationship driven movie with this sci-fi kicker and then that just breaks it into this whole all these other genres you know you get the martial arts (laughs) uh you know action you get some great comedy um Someone said some horror. Someone said it also had a little bit of horror, but I don't. I don't know if I see that in there anywhere.
0: There are a couple of places when uh, when Deidre kind of is stalking them when she staples the you know thing to her forehead and 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 jumps out, bursts the door open, and um, comes leaping out at them. And and so okay. I, I think there are there are moments when you can say, oh, this is very much like like a. a a horror, a stalker—you know, someone coming after you—and she, she looks pretty badass. She's drawn from her uh, relationship with Michael Myers. There,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I put that more to just like, um, more like action. You know, like evil. That's, that's fair. I'm just, theme, I'm just something. thinking that yeah. might be
0: where they were, where, where they were drawn from. Uh, I, drawn, I can see that. that. That from, yeah.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, but how we get into all this is they, they actually get to uh, the IRS and they're doing their audit, and this is where. We get the first indication of, well, the first real, like, in-your-face indication of these multi-verse.
0: Yeah, where you they're see in some the weird elevator. oddities in the background, like, on the video screen <laughs> at one point. And yeah. Not really sure what to make of it. But, yeah, in the elevator is when it. And,
1: and this is, I know so many people were talking about how well Michelle Yeoh did in this movie. And I almost think, I I almost think she was out acted. Uh, by ke-, ke ke oh why why can I say that now ke- I he- Kwan,
0: yeah um <laughs> ke- he- I, I thought they both did a did a very good job. I think kehi Kwan certainly had much more diverse moments where he could he went you know from so many different character styles and and uh whereas Michelle Yeoh's I think he had to do more I think was. Following the train of her emotional roller coaster ride as she's going through this whole experience, um, so I think they had different different presentations, different manifestations of their performance. That, uh, but uh, yeah, you you could say that he had the the, the role that really gave him the, the the limelight to outperform. I think he
1: had more range. I think it, in when what he was doing, I think it just had more range of what it
0: was um, to and me he, at least. And so, he did some pretty good martial arts moves too, but I guess she did as well. So. <laughs> Uh, so that uh, we get through the
1: IRS, and this is where we get that first interaction, and we get we get Alpha World Raymond or Wayman. Um, I always feel like a, like Bugs Bunny when I'm saying that. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we get the Alpha World, and this is where you know he comes in and he's telling her he's like, hey. I need you to do this and this and, you know, and and tries to explain to her that, you know, there's these multi-universes and I need your help. Otherwise the big evil's going to kill everybody kind of thing. And, and then, you know, right. she's going through this. And this
0: is, this, this is where is like, they first kind of think Batman versus Superman. When flash flashes back into the time into, into time and gives, gives Bruce Wayne that message. Right. Isn't that what, what it is? Um, I didn't know flash was in.
1: Batman versus Superman doesn't he
0: do like some sort of like or maybe it's in no I think it's in Batman versus Superman where he he does some sort of message from the from the future um I'm okay. sorry I totally derailed this conversation I was no no I I, I didn't know so. I, <laughs> <didn't... laughs> it's, it's, no. I think that that happened yeah I don't it maybe, might have been in the Zack Snyder cut no that was no that was Justice League so who knows but,
1: but anyways it, it it's it's a they give you great introduction to it because he really goes in and explains what's going on, right? Uh, and then he even, even shows how it's, it works where you where got these, like, Bluetooth earpieces. You have to think of this other world and then do something totally bizarre, like put your shoes on the wrong feet. And uh, you know later it get it it just ups the upsiani ups all the way through it, um, and but it's kind of neat they kind of give you an indication of of how this stuff is works. Yeah, um, I do have some holes in the theories that they I talk about. I expect you <laughs> to. Absolutely, uh, but. It, it, they they do a good job in the beginning of
0: trying to explain what's going on. They kind of give you the basics, and I, I think I think that was clever in that they didn't give you too much. They just kind of said you have to do something absurd, and then you have to use the the headpiece, and that will launch you into a nearby universe, which will slingshot you into the one you're trying to go for. And but they left it kind of vague in that it's harder to poke holes in something when you really don't have all the information, because they can come, you know, they can just say, well, that's the technology. Yeah don't understand. Well, it, it, what I understand is is
1: is the what they're doing is and this is the, we get the first in, uh, indication of this is when um they get through their their audit and basically they're in trouble and they're in and they talk her into like letting them come back later with their stuff together. And so as they're leaving uh she <laughs> she comes uh Jamie Lee Curtis's character comes running, you know, after them cuz they left their little cart. And and uh, Evelyn turns around and punches her right in the nose, right. <laughs> and then this is what causes all you know, because she's like, "Well, you told me I had no when to fight." And he's and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then all of a sudden, Alpha Wayman shows back up. You know, you, there's the. This is where he kills it. He, he You see the physical changes, in him between the two characters. You know when ones when when Alpha Wayman is there compared to to. Real Raymond, or uh, I, I don't know.
0: Apparently, he got a, a coach, an actor coach beforehand, uh, Ke Huang, Quan, um, to to kind of go over the role, and they had developed three different animals. This and and Raymond from his, you know, his the the grounded real world Raymond was based on a uh, a squirrel, and I believe, oh, okay. and I believe it was. Alpha Wayman was based off of a fox. And then they also had the CEO Waymond, which is the one that's the more
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. suave.
0: I'm in the mood for love. And I can't remember what uh what animal that was based on. But he w- he said he would run around at home and just kind of try to manifest these these animals to to do his prep work so that he could kind of click on them on and off. That's
1: that's pretty and he nailed it. He did great. <laughs> this is where we get the first First just fucking badass action scene. And I don't know about you, but I saw Jackie Chan. I literally was like, that's that's Jackie Chan. Come to find out, this was written for Jackie Chan. Well, not that was, role.
0: The, it was Michelle Yeoh's role that was written as yes. Jackie Chan. And then they swapped. The
1: original movie yeah. was yeah. written for Jackie Chan. And he said no. And they said, okay, well, how are we going to do this? And that's when they decided to, to gender swap the main role and go. Oh, did he
0: actually say no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, but but that's what I mean is though, I love the fact that they still bring this in and it, it's very much Jackie Chan and uh, not only that, but we get a a, a, a fanny pack which is, brings it right back to data, right? right? I wish I wish somehow they would have brought in some pinchers of power or <laughs> <Just> power <laughs> or, or or the um, what was the, the 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 fist the the punching the glove. I don't know. Um, He opens up the the coat, and it smacks uh, one of the guys. Uh, So he has that, too. I would have loved to see that. But this was an incredible, incredible scene. Um, But it reminded me so much of Jackie Chan, and he nailed it. Uh, And he did. uh, They say he did a lot of the stunts himself. Uh, So so he's been doing some training, and and he looked really good at it. So I was really, really impressed by this. And that's what got me into this movie, I think, really – as soon as that scene happened, I was like, "All right, I'm all in. I'm all in." Um, which is good that it happened because there's some l- later scenes that I'm like, "Oh no, I'm ready to leave. I- I'm ready to leave." <laughs> so it's um, it's
0: you're right about how it does genre shifting. It does it has very much the martial arts. It kind of has this absurdist comedy sometimes that comes and goes. Yeah. Um, and and th- that's that's part of it that sometimes I struggled with. But uh, but the dramatic aspects, I thought were really interesting and certainly they're trying to draw some metaphors between this, this, you know, this kind of split reality and, and trying to deal with so many things that are going on at once and how that, how we, how we deal with that in society. I, um, especially with the relationship with his, with her daughter. Um, right. Interesting. But, uh, but yeah, lots of different genres and the fantasy world kicks in and you feel like you're in a, you're in a Marvel movie right now. And so, even it even was, though audiences probably are like, What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> um, there's still some, you know, threat of, oh, you know, this is this is like entertaining, this is like popcorn Captain Marvel uh, entertainment. Right. And and so they can they're gonna stick with it a little longer and say, Okay, what's going on here? That's fun.
1: I, I I agree. I think it really locks it in. And then, and then and it just keeps going from there. We get more of the jumping and more of the explanation and, and more looks. And this is where uh, Evelyn eventually starts to to jump. And this is where we get deeper into it, uh, where you know he explains that <laughs> this, this is an interesting one too. They, they, he explains to her that she's the only one that can save the world because she's the worst version of herself. And, uh, you know, everybody's like, I love this trope because it's always, you know, oh, the, the they find out they're the best and, the, you know, they're, they're the the prince or princess that's been asleep for years or whatever. And this is kind of like the opposite where it's like, oh, no, you're the worst person of 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 who of all of yours. So you're the only one that can be the savior. And it was kind of like, OK, it's kind of still the same thing, but whatever. Uh, but what I did like about it is is I, I look at it as it, it, she was the best choice because she wasn't the worst at everything. She was the one that kept trying new things. She just kept going for it and kept going for it. She never let a failure knock her down um and that was one of the things that that when people were talking about that uh it really resonated with me is that failures aren't failure for that sake. every failure is a lesson if that makes sense
0: that makes you sense, know what I mean, yeah, I thought about unrealized potential mm-hmm. and they talk about uh They talk about the relationship with the child. And, you know, when you're raising kids, what do we typically tell them? You can do anything you want. You know, the sky's the limit and do that. And that can sometimes put a lot of pressure on a child to like, you know, when suddenly they get out there and you know, nothing's working or they just, you know, they just kind of want to curl up into a ball. They, they feel that that lack of, oh, they're not fulfilling the potential. They, they had all these opportunities and now they have to make a choice because, and what does a choice do? It limits you to one direction, you know, when you make a choice. Mm-hmm. So you no longer have those opportunities. And so I think when they talk about her being the, you know, was the, what did you say, the worst version of herself? I think it's fair to say she had... The most unrealized potential, and that is a good metaphor for just, you know, what we, what a what a child can sometimes feel when they first enter the world, and they just don't know how to how to choose because they've been told they have all this potential to do whatever they want, but they have nothing to show for it yet. And that's kind yes, of yes, that's,
1: that's exactly yeah, that's what I was trying to say. That's. It. You put better words to it. The, no, no. Uh, the <laughs> unrealized potential is is great, but no, it's it, that's what it is. And uh, and I I almost wish that they would have found a way to put that more into it instead of like you're the worst person, you know, to give it a little bit better spin and 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 have that meaning a little bit more. Because like you said, for for children uh, or or children of parents who expect the world for you, not of you, um, sometimes it's not always apparent when when we when we say that. You Know what I mean, and so that might have helped because uh, what I did learn um, from listening to several podcasts over the last two days, uh, is there's a lot of people that resonated with characters in this. Uh, uh, it happened to be the a lot of the podcasts I listened to either were, were uh, immigrants, especially Asian immigrants, women, a lot of them happened to be in the queer, uh, you know. Uh, lifestyle and, and really resonated with joy. And they were like, Oh my God, that's exactly how my mom treated me and things like that. So they really resonated. Um, uh, and maybe if they would have said this, that, you know, that line essentially in that way of say that, un, un what'd you call it un unrealized uh, potential yeah. rather than failure, it might've, it might've even struck a, a heavier chord to people and said, look, this is what parents really are thinking, you know, cause you know, Kids know it all, you know. That's why they should move out right away. So, uh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, we got real deep, which this movie can, and a lot of people can, and really connect with this, and and that's what I think part of the reason it's so good is is it does have some deep, deep meaning, but it also puts some fun, some action, and all this other stuff with it that that really keeps everybody along for the story. So. Yes. So now that we got through that part, let's get back to more into
0: some of this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead. Do you have some? Oh, well, oh. I, I wrote down a bunch of movies that, uh, and, and, and material oh, that, that, they cut it, yeah. that, uh, that I was thinking about as, as I was watching this, um, slaughterhouse five. You know, that's a, that's a book, but, uh, uh, um, I think they made a movie out of it but but I think they did yeah one one of the first lines is is something about being unstuck in time and and I got kind of that feel when when they're bouncing between different different uh, universes or multiverses um, that 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 line just kind of resonated a little bit. Uh, another one I wrote down was 12 Monkeys, um, which just kind of has that insanity. Matrix, certainly, because you're going in and out of this reality. Even Wizard of Oz, because there's a lot, it's like a big metaphorical um, relationship between what's going on in her real life and this fantasy world that she's created or that she's really gone to. You're, I, I guess in Wizard of Oz, it's it could be a dream, it could be real. And in this... Y- you know, in retrospect, in the end, you can look back and you could say, oh, this was just her manifestation of her existential crisis that she had to go through. It doesn't matter. It's just that's the way you put it in, in art form in a movie. But um, I was talking to Cindy earlier and she brought up a movie and which I wanted wanted to mention. This is actually a, a, um, a, a writer that's done a bunch of movies that are all very weird. And that's Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, Being John Malkovich adaptation. Okay. Uh, I know one of your least favorite movies, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but, uh, but it still kind of has that, that same effect of, uh, this displaced reality, this, this being not sure what what is, is real and what is in the movie world or what is in your imagination. And, uh, it, it allows you to look at life events from an interesting perspective. And that's what I right. think this movie tries to do a lot of.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Matter of fact, um, so I tried to rewatch this. um, Not that I I couldn't get through it because of of not wanting to, but just time wise. One of the things I noticed in the very beginning is all the, like the very beginning, all the way up into that, into the uh, IRS building, which is like the first 15, 20 minutes of this movie. So many little parts. If you just look on the sides of everything that's going on, you see parts that come back. So I started to think, I was like, I wonder if this is all like a a made up in her own mind, fever dream kind of fucking thing. Because like, um, one of the people that she ends up, uh, jumping or alpha jumping to, or into where I guess you think about it and you get to go steal their skills, right? right? You don't, you don't go to their universe. You basically take their knowledge, um, she gets what, someone doing a, a spinner, a, a sign spinning thing. And as they're driving to the the uh, IRS, they show them driving down the street. And there there's that spinner. It's the same sign. It's the same per- dressed the way they were. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And then I picked – there was like three others that I picked up. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, oh okay. So this is really – they're showing everything that's going to happen later on essentially. Yeah. Uh, no, I, all the I, way I... up –
0: I'm sure if you act the, ask the writer directors, they'd say, you know, either way's fine. This is a movie. This is a, this is obviously a fantasy. It's our manifestation of this existential crisis, whether yeah. it's real or not, that's certainly up to you. Uh, I, well, that's,
1: that, and, that, and that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. They really do put it that way. And um, the more I started thinking about it, I was like, it actually makes more sense that some of this maybe never really happened. Um, it was all in her mind and, and how she, she did it. Yeah. And, and, and it's,
0: Wayman's character says, if you can imagine it, then somewhere out there it exists. And that could be, yeah.
1: That's yeah. And that's where some of the parts of this movie really didn't jive with me. I was kind of like, there's, there's, there's a part where, um, i think it's when we first no not the first time we see jobu uh taki but i think it's the second time where we really where we first find out that it's it's her daughter or she finds out it's her daughter they have they've captured uh evelyn and they captured Wayman and they're in a hallway with security guards and she comes up through an elevator and she comes out uh dressed as elvis walking a pig you know just this craziness right she, she's she's you know, nuts. And then she she has this discussion with the cop, you know, kind of this very, very um She a very uh, much an
0: influencer persona.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she's and just goes through and then she has him, you know, she touches him on the forehead and shit goes crazy with the lights and then all of a sudden he throws up confetti and then his head blows up to confetti. And I was kinda like, Oh okay, but there's supposedly still in Evelyn's r- regular world or real world if we want to call it, it the, the 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 main attraction world essentially I'm like how is how is she making this like how is she bending the rules of reality <laughs> you know um, and then you know it goes further on and she ends up uh, fighting with and killing some other guys and in the end of it she ends up uh, beating up a guy with two big old dildos um, and that's and that's where I was kind of like okay and um, I didn't notice it the first time, but I did notice it. She apparently is supposed to have killed this guy with the dildos, but he's the guy that comes back later again and fights again. So I'm kind of like, there, there's there's just some plot holes in that too. Like, how do you kill a guy, but he comes back later? There's there's some jumping around that I didn't get. But it from that's... the same multiverse? I mean, because they... But it's uh, could... it's all supposedly in all of this, a lot of this supposedly happens in the main Evelyn world right the the Yeah, they do
0: one sort of switch at one point when she ends up in the van and she's having that conversation with her daughter and that becomes the world where they actually have the the party at the end. Um so so they they shift worlds at one point and so there's and that's what cuz she only gets there because she ends up inadvertently pushing the button before she's ready yeah and so she just hops to a nearby world and it's almost the same except i don't know it's rakakui rakakuni is the movie rather than ratatouille i don't know whatever the difference is but but um uh, <laughs> but everything but then the whole uh, situation in the irs doesn't take place in that one so it when it would it when they get to the end it's that hadn't existed in that world and that's where the celebration. The, the Chinese celebration occurs, I, so they do do one little shift there, um, where they switch realities. So to okay, there. so but,
1: that's where that's where it lost me then on that because I was like, I thought, so if she shifted there, didn't wouldn't have other stuff changed? Like, there's there's just it's hard to track some of it, and this is where I lose this is where some of my holes in this movie comes. Like, sometimes they jump to other universes, and into other people's bodies. Sometimes they just pull their powers into them sometimes sometimes they do both and i'm kind of like you guys are got me going crazy i don't know what's going on and so that's where i got a little it it gets a little confusing
0: yeah there's a question of whether you 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 know how many watches it takes to where you finally get a hold of their of their logic and whether that's worth it what's what's the movie i've talked about before the time travel movie um i want to say portal but it's not portal it's uh but it, it it, it's a it's a movie that, that discusses tri- time travel from a very scientific point of view, and it's insanely complicated where you can go <laughs> and see these uh, diagrams that try to connect what scenes you're seeing and the layers, and you can watch it a thousand times and have no clue what's going on, and yet there is this logic behind it. You just, um, y- you know, you're not going to get it with... with 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 one watching um and uh, so this is one where i i don't think it's too distracting the complexity because i don't think it's too complex um but it might take a few watchings to to kind of really get a hold of of the world logic or a little bit of of uh research because i'm sure there's people out there that have it diagrammed <laughs> it
1: may be, I mean, maybe maybe because i only saw it once that, that that was why i get i get a little lost in it but i i did i did watch it all the way through passes the phone test i'll give it that <laughs> right um, I think if it doesn't pass the phone test for you 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 are not going to get any of it. Um it does it gets it gets you're going to lose stuff if you if you turn away. Um, yeah,
0: I watched I watched a uh a YouTube video. Uh it was a couple people that were watching it. One of them's a uh a, a therapist and he was really moved by this movie and how 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 much he believed with kind of the psychological um uh, challenges people face and how they, how that can be manifested. And, and, and some, of the, some of the things that were said, uh, he actually brought up an episode of Angel um, from years ago. Uh, because nihilism is something that this, this movie discusses, this idea of right. an apathy that kind of comes from, in our world, is, is full of apathy with you, know, with, you know, because of the political divides and social media and COVID and all these things. People have gotten to the point where they just don't care anymore because nothing, nothing's going to change. They can't do anything about it. And that's where nihilism can really become relevant. And this was an episode of Angel that he brought up and I found the clip and it's when Angel, he's dealing with kind of this, someone who's, who, you know, says nothing matters. And his line was, if nothing, if nothing we do matters then the only thing that matters is what we do, which sounds a little, I don't know, there's something a little twisted in that, but it but, <laughs> but it was, uh, it, it was, it, w- it was effective in that it makes you think about it. It makes you, come, you say, hey, what I have is the most important, you know, and, and of course, uh, Waymond is all about kindness and op- optimism and, and that line when he says this is how I fight is strategic and necessary because it's not it's not the tools of the ignorant or the naive or stupid it's 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 not we're not dumb by being optimistic or Or kind. It's it's a way we deal with uh, the the apathy around us. Is 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 trying to make those connections with people, because even if we don't have family, we can have connections if we reach out with kindness and optimism. And uh, and that's a way of surviving this world in a in a good way. So I liked how they kind of preached that. If that's if that's the message that they're they're
1: oh in for that. sure that's I think that's the major message is and I mean that's really what turns around the 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 ending right. She ends up she ends up fighting she she fails trying to fight and and things do her things her way. Uh, but then when she changes up and then fights with kindness is is what wins the battle in the yeah. long run not only that but uh it, it's also um you know there's the the story part of it with uh uh her daughter with joy and and you said the nihilism joy is the one that has that nihilism and, and that really uh heavy depression uh, you know and it's yes you know it's it's it, you know she's the one that they say that oh you know sh- I wasn't looking for you to kill you through all these worlds I was looking for someone to go through this with me and maybe explain it And, uh, you know, and then, so really what it comes down to is, is, you know, um, in the end it, it was like, uh, Joy was ready to, essentially they started talking about suicide essentially in this, you know, not outright, but, but very, you know, poignant with what they were saying. It's, it's, you know, that's she's, she's like, I, I just, I want to use the everything bagel, which is like a black hole to, to end myself. So I, I can, I can end this and, um, the moment that that uh, that uh, really connects them is is when she she lets her go, yeah. And, and it's kind of like I, I'm gonna let you do what you got to do, but then again she flips and then says nope, I'm gonna pull you back. And it was kind of like just enough to know that her mom would let her go and do what she had to do was enough to make her realize how much she did care, kind of thing. It, it's yeah, I think I think you could watch this. And come away with different meanings every time that you watch this. <laughs> a little bit, because it, it, it's it's deep, with what it is, along with some very very funny stuff. Some very disturbing things too. Um, uh,
0: <laughs> the two guys fighting.
1: To- <laughs> t- <laughs> what would you say? Okay. S- disturbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you know the 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 mechanism to to jump right <laughs> is is you got to do something odd, and so in an early scene we we get. Um, Deidre, right? The IRS agent uh, showing off her trophies uh, (laughs) as IRS agent of the month or whatever, and they look like butt plugs. There's no, yep. There is nobody that's not gonna go. That's a fucking butt plug. It literally (laughs) is
0: like I I was watching that. I watched it once on my own, and then I sat down and watched it with my wife a couple days ago. And once they cut to the trophies, she just went. She just let out this this kind of burst of of. But, laughter, you know, like yeah, like so, yeah, no shocked laughter, is like the, so. Well, it's well, undeniable it, blood it, plugs.
1: What? It, what is it? Is it Schroeder? Schroeder's gun? Is that? No, what? What is it in a movie if they show it? Is, you know, it's got to come back. Uh, what is that? Uh, oh, um, do I want to see. You, you know the, the the saying that I'm talking about. It's it's like if they show that gun, it's got to come back as a mechanism in the movie somewhere. That's what these butt plugs are. (laughs) Now the way they bring back though,
0: Deidre is so proud of them. The way she just displays them, like yeah, (laughs) you don't get this for not (laughs) not yeah right. To do an audit. (laughs) So the way they
1: bring these back is 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 uh, Evelyn is having to fight, um, and I can't even I'm not even sure which side. Like she ends up fighting a bunch of different people, and half the time they're the good guys, and half the time they're the evil guys, and it, it kind of blurs. And I'm not even sure who she's fighting at this point. But everybody's got to do this—the the the thing that isn't most absurd at the point uh, to uh, to get the powers. So one of these guys sees this butt plug and he... I guess he's decided... Because he starts pulling it down his pants like he's... And so there's a fight over the butt plug to keep it away from him. And then it goes over the top and you got the guy that comes jumping over the fucking railing. No pants on. They got the pixelated on his junk. This is also (laughs) the guy that was killed with the dildos earlier. Just so you know, that's why I was kind of like, wait a minute. He he was the guy that was killed. Anyways, he apparently lands right because, you know... (laughs) <laughs> he gets the dildo and his his uh, butt plug in. I was fine with that. I, th- it was great comedy. It was funny. Th- where I had a problem was is they continue the fight, and they still have the goddamn fucking butt plug hanging out of him while he's fighting. And it was like, oh, c- come on, that's that's a little ridiculous. First off, it's not going to hang a foot low, which is what they had. Like if he actually sat on it, it would be like you you wouldn't really see it. It would be puss, you know pucked up against his ass. And then the other guy comes out with some other lock, longer trophy hanging out his butt. But it's like, like okay, the, the, the whole jumping onto the butt, that was fine. Then just have the fight scene normal. Like, they didn't have to keep going with the butt plug thing. But worse than that, worse than that is the goddamn hot dog fingers. That, I hated every moment of it. Every goddamn moment of the hot dog fingers.
0: Yeah, I I wasn't very comfortable with them either and I, I tried to try to figure out what it's about because they were really doing a, a lot to try to make uh, Evelyn uncomfortable with the realities um, so that she would be dismissive of it and I wasn't sure if maybe it was in a way trying to say hey there are things in between generations that you're gonna be uncomfortable with you know she's she hasn't she doesn't feel comfortable sharing that her daughter's in a in a lesbian relationship with her with her gong gong you know um, and so maybe this was trying to put that on the audience and say look there are realities you're not going to be comfortable with but it was it was it was bizarre the only thing i did like is how in the end they because they they returned to it too much too many times too many times but you know it was the in the end though it was interesting when they had her playing the piano and then and then she used her, her her feet and her ability to to use her feet as a skill that she was able to draw from this point being that hey even in these ridiculous realities there are there are things that you could draw from that are that show the potential in someone but yeah that there was some of the absurdist stuff I thought they just could didn't have done click it for me that didn't just... click the uh the Rakikuni i thought was kind of amusing but then the 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 animatronic raccoons and stuff it just was a little too distracting um and so the- i didn't mind the raccoonie as much and to me
1: raccoonie goes back into same thing with wayman are we just playing on the fact that that uh, a lot of asian immigrants do not speak english uh well enough like they replace letters and make these funny words and is that is is that what raccoonie was is ratatouille but
0: just they talked about the, the directors in an interview they were talking about how they had a a friend's father or grandfather would get american movies confused all the time like there was one that was that he was saying oh i i saw uh good boys fighting in the streets. And they're like, good boys fighting the street. What are you talking about? And you know that, and it turned out he was talking about goodwill hunting, you know, and, and he, that was just his Ah. way of, of, of trying to, to say the title. And, and and so, so so yeah, they were kind of poking fun. And I think this was a a, a Asian American uh, or Asian immigrant or something. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, it's, I thought it was
1: hilarious in that fact. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. And then, it was a little goofy when she jumps on his shoulders and is like running him with his hair, and then you know that was like, I'm like, come on, this it's a little ridiculous. But yeah, I agree with you. But nothing, I I mean, hot dog, like, you know, there's there's scenes if they would have shown scenes earlier in a movie, you would walk out. Like I I have never walked out for a movie I paid for. I, I mean, I've sat through some trash shit, but if the hot dog fingers would have come up in the first 15 minutes of this movie, I would have fucking walked out. You know, was uh, like, that was the most disturbing, fucking what, ridiculous bullshit I've ever seen. I think I've
0: told you I've walked out of two movies and one of them. Was, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them was don't mess with a Zohan. And that has that scene when when, you know, you already seen it in the trailer, which he was kicks actually him. kind of funny he kicks when he kicks it. him with his feet. And when yeah. they have that scene when it, it's in the hot dog fingers when when she caresses uh, Jamie Lee Curtis' oh, gosh, so face bad. with her foot, I thought, oh, that's don't mess with the Zohan. So yeah, I I, I could have well. I just <laughs> I walked out I, of that I, movie. So
1: yeah, it was it was so disgustingly bad. And I mean, the, what they used it for, like you know, you said the the little bit of feet thing, which gave her that little bit of comeback, and then it was also kind of to show her in a lesbian relationship with. The Deirdre, which I don't know, maybe maybe show that in a different way. I, I, the hot dog finger thing was just ridiculous. What what even bothered me most about it is how they explained how hot dog fingers became a thing. That
0: when the apes they show the apes know, doing the yeah
1: yeah and then one of them has hot dog fingers and he's the one that won the battle. I'm like, first off, why do the fuck does a how did the ape get the fucking fingers first? Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. And I was just like. I mean I understand we're in a sci-fi movie and things well, don't work. And they're make trying sense.
0: to explore this absurdist idea or this this, this 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 the extreme reality is something that you just can't stomach, um, that you're faced <laughs> with. But I I I tend to agree that it just it it was there was something off putting that made it not good cinema for me for those those few moments. And I don't know I, I don't think it's enough to make it a bad movie because that's just no, maybe but it's, it's they one of the but maybe it's something they could have done a little differently with the same effect.
1: That'll take them from a ten to an eight in, <laughs> in a rating for sure. You know, I mean that that because they yeah. had other absurd rule uh, worlds and some of them were were fantastic, right? We got we got the world where they were rocks. Okay, <laughs> no life had, so we're just rocks. And they were talking. The only problem I had about that, and I don't know if you had the same problem, but uh, on my TV, the uh, it, it was Joy's words came up in white text. And there happens to be a white cloud right in that area. So some of the words I could not see because there wasn't enough definition between the words and the clouds that I could see what it was actually spelling.
0: No, I didn't have that problem. So maybe that's uh, maybe that's – how yeah, your TV d- is generating them, but um. I
1: well, I I had it turned to standard because I watched uh, the the what was the latest Game of Thrones knock out the the dragons. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. I, that you know. shit was so fucking dark. You couldn't. I mean, you might as well have just painted the fucking everything black and had people talk off screen. So some of the scenes. So when I tried to watch some of them, I had to switch it over so I could even tell who was on the screen. It, it, it was the worst shit ever.
0: Did you notice uh, how they switched aspect ratios as they were kind of switching between no. genres too? So they were actually, it wasn't always the same, uh, you know, aspect ratio of the screen. They they would they would m- mess with that. They did a lot with cinematography to kind of change the, change the tone of the different genres as they were jumping. Um, certainly you know- when they went went to that. I'm in the mood for love, that real film noir yeah, style. Yeah. That was a lot more. I did
1: more. notice that. It. It. They uh, changed the lighting a lot, too, to, yeah. to match them. Yeah. Um, I did notice that uh, one of the things, and I think this is one of the reasons the budget was uh, a lot lower, is uh, the guys that did all the, the VHX uh, had never gone to school for it. it just. I guess it was seven guys that all knew each other and all learned this shit from YouTube
0: videos. (laughs) Yeah, they said they did a lot of old school style effects. I think it's
1: great.
0: Yeah. um, They they, they do, if you go onto YouTube, the directors and Michelle Yeoh break down one of the scenes where they're talking about how they filmed it. And they used a lot of kind of uh, practical effects and Mm -hmm. old school style where they just, they didn't, They didn't depend on, you know, expensive sets, Um, but... um, I think it worked for
1: this, too. Yeah. I think it actually helped it a lot.
0: I do, too. Yeah, but um, then that's sometimes where you're going to get hot dog fingers that look (laughs) sillier or or raccoon heads that, that...
1: Okay, well, dunk. no, that's where, that's where the raccoon, to me, the raccoon, yes, it looked like a bad animatronic uh, uh, raccoon from like a Chuck E. Cheese uh, that, fucking. And I think that's know, what kind of
0: bothered me was the animatronic because <laughs> that just made it look look uh, fake. It didn't look make it look like it was. A real raccoon? Uh, organic. And it, to me, that seems like you should have organic in a in a multiverse regardless but but i don't know but randy newman did the did the voice of of the raccoon right. <laughs> and of course he's known for all the all the pixar. music for all the pixar movies ratatouille well, as well so they
1: they apparently did a a um, he also uh composed some music for it and i think it plays during the Ratatou- or ratatouille or raccoon uh time frame when he did the music for that and i, I nice.
0: mean david, that's just david, david mean, Byrne did some music a little shout out to david Byrne. i'm a david Byrne fan so <laughs> I just think it's, there, there's little parts like that that are super
1: coolness if you are a, a film nerd, <laughs> uh, I will say, um, and can recognize a lot of, there. there is a lot of that in this, and these guys put a lot of that into it, along with just the crazy
0: good story. Um, what do you think, if, if, you know, considering this had absurdist comedy, uh, drama, uh, martial arts um, lot, lots of different genres was there a favorite or was it just kind of the whole that worked the best for you or were you happiest when it got to the fantasy elements the the fighting I,
1: I okay my favorite my favorite scene out of everything is uh, the first fight with Wayman uh, with the the fanny pack I, yeah. I love that fight I love that Jackie St- Jackie Chan style uh, uh, old Asian martial arts, martial arts um, you know the uh, kind of like drunken master style where, you know, it, it's just reminds you of an old Jackie Chan movie. I really enjoyed that scene. That was, that was absolutely one of my favorites. Um, I did like some of the comedy, uh, in this, like there was some, there were some good, funny things. And then I think, uh, outside of that, that fight, um, part of me, and this is, this is where I kind of, uh, I'm going to slide a little bit your way, a little bit of, uh, uh, uh nostalgia or not nostalgia, but like just movie, um, doing something different. It was the rock scene, (laughs) something about that. I know, no, they didn't, they they talked about, uh, they were going to have them voiceover for the rocks. And I guess it was Michelle Yeoh that said, no, we, we should really just have this as text as, even though it was hard for me to read, I thought it was just an incredible, it
0: was almost like a pause in the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like it was let, very very zen that moment. Of, yeah, just, of just meditative. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a beat. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I think for me, like
1: film geeky wise and, and like geek out on how they make stuff to me or write stuff and how they think like that to me was really impressive because it was like it, it's it's a it's a a chance like you might screw this up. People might like hey I'm really into this and oh I'm gonna go into this laziness, but it it was a really a, important emotional note so i I really like that so those are i think those are my two favorite scenes essentially um worst scenes but i I think i already stated anything with the with the hot dog fingers and then the butt plug fight um (laughs) i like the fight itself i just i the whole it the whole butt plug thing after after the initial like i thought it was funny initially but then when they had them running around with them sticking out of their butts and you really could see it, I was kind of like, yeah, it took a lot. It took, it took away from the fight, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. carried on a little too long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, overused so, the same
1: joke. Uh, um, emotional, emotional points to me, and this is, is it's a very minimal spot, but it was when um, Gong Gong was talking to Becky, and he he, it was like he understood that that was uh, Joy's girlfriend, and he just didn't care. It was kind of like, yeah, okay, cool, glad to meet you. Yeah. And it was and it was kind of like one of those things is it, it was like, we we build up so much pressure on ourselves, believing what other people are gonna think. We we impersonate. That's not even a word. We, we, <laughs> we decided, impression- <laughs> <precedent? Is> that- <laughs> I I don't even, yeah, I, I don't know what I said, but it wasn't a word. I know that much. As soon as I said, <laughs> it, I was like, that's fucking wrong. Um, no, it's, it's, uh, we, we, we put so much pressure on what we believe the other person is going to believe or, or think that we, we build up these, these problems in our head and really yeah. 90% of the time it's not. And this is one of those, those perfect examples, like. You know, Evelyn was worried about it. Joy was worried about it. Becky kind of wasn't worried about it. And Gong Gong proved that there was no reason to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we're kind of side. we're,
0: we're kind of prisoners of our own inbred stereotypes that we we've nice and we don't, uh, you know, we don't express ourselves because uh, we're afraid of of. Fallen into that that trap, but yeah, when it comes out and and I, the 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 girlfriend, I, I can't remember her name in the in the movie. Becky. Becky. Okay. The, there's that exchange where you, you you I think you you see the subtitles of what what uh, Gong Gong says or something like that, and she has this expression when she kind of says, "What did he say?" And I, I her delivery is beautiful because <laughs> it, it just made me choke up at that moment, and I don't know why because I don't think she. It was just it was just her ability not to understand what he's saying but just kind of understands that there's acceptance and yeah. and that just just saying that just me sit me saying that gets me a little choked up because <laughs> that, that there were moments in the movie especially towards the end where they 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 were able to create these characters and and make them feel real enough to when you actually got a sense of the acceptance it it was moving it was it, they were moving it, well. was, it and was I loved how Evelyn still, uh, you know, told told Joy that she needed to lose weight and that uh, Becky needed to cut <laughs> her hair because I mean they were it wasn't like she's still who she is she still has she wants to be able to to have a safe environment to say that stuff but but yeah did you notice the scene um, in the this is in the tax audit in the audit building in the IRS building when uh, Evelyn and um, and Waymond are talking, but they are talking and they're poking their heads up over these, these, uh, file cabinets. And so you only see their eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They have this whole exchange and it's just with their eyes. Um, and that's, that's two actors that know how to perform when they can get as much as they (laughs) got across with just their eyes. Not only that, um, uh, Wayman goes from squirrel to fox, and you know, he goes down. In the, I think he might be from fox yeah. to squirrel, uh, um, and, and, he's, and you're able to, to pick up on it, um, pick up on it. Just well, that's that's a crazy eyes. emotional
1: moment, too, because that's when he goes, You're the wrong one, yeah, and he, and, and he goes, I'm sorry, and, and and he bugs
0: out, and you're like, Oh, fuck. I know, and she's left. I it's it's kind of an interesting dilemma because. The reason she was the right one is because she had so much, you know, she had so uh, maybe it was unrealized potential, potential, but (laughs) but unrealized. And and maybe that's why you think, oh, well, if I just don't do anything, I'll continue to confirm that. But I think he was hoping she would realize, realize all the potential because it was sitting there, all uh, potential energy.
1: He bailed on her because she, she failed on her jump. Right. Right. That's the one where she ends up jump jumping into the van with right. her daughter and talking. So yeah, it's it's very interesting and it, it's one of those it's like, oh that's so crazy and, and it just you're right though, the the acting with just the eyes and these guys kill it. I, I really um you know I'm not I'm not a big award show uh person like i i could care less most of the time like even after they come out I, I 90% of the time i don't even see half of the movies that are up for best movie uh i really really hope that the actors uh win for this not necessarily the movie uh the movie yes it, it's great and everything like this and i think a lot of people if they win they win i don't i i'm not i'm not going to go in there but I really enjoyed how much and how well these guys did in this movie. Um, and uh, I, I think they really deserve, you know, from everything I've seen in 2020 or yeah, 2022, um, they kill it. Like yeah. I, I did, I did not go watch any other new movie in that time frame and went, yeah, yeah. These, you know, just was so blown away at how well it was acted compared to these guys. And, and for me to even care about that, <laughs> means that they fucking killed it, you know? It's
0: well, it's You know, when I watched it with with Cindy a couple of days ago after the movie after the movie she said, "What what was your favorite part of that?" and or what was what what affected you the most? And I thought about it for a beat and then I just said it was it was seeing uh my childhood Indiana Jones hero, you know, uh yeah. uh be, you know, back in it and in such a a wonderful way and to come across <laughs> as such a someone that was just someone that was the epitome of, of, of what I wanted to. Oh my God. Be you know what they, see. and so it was the nostalgia. Factor. You know,
1: you know what they needed? Cause they, they had a couple lines that brought it back into, to <laughs> Indy. Right. I think there was one, like, uh, I can't remember what he says, but like th- they, they mentioned somewhere I was reading that there, there's a couple lines that he says that, that bring it back to data, bring it back to, to short round. They needed to have him with a red hat at some point. <laughs> if they had to put a red hat on him, chef's kiss yeah right that would have been that would have been the best but yeah I, I was so glad to hear and um i know i mentioned this earlier but just you close your eyes and listen to him talk and you i i went back to data like I, and that's what i loved with the fanny pack like oh my god he, it's his fanny pack like he, you know when he first started eating the 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 lipstick or um chapstick i was like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> Um, found out that was, it wasn't real chapstick. It was actually uh chocolate, uh, that they, they made to, uh, look like chapstick. So that's good. I was kind of worried, uh, about that. I was like, man, that's, that's a rough thing to have to do to, to get your paycheck. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, that was such a good, such a fun scene. I mean, that's a, he, that's a fight scene I could rival with almost
0: the opening of Ragnarok. <laughs> nice. I, I go watch that fight scene over and over again. And he's been spending a lot of the award shows with uh, Spielberg because Spielberg has been getting a lot of um, nominations for Fablemans um, as director. And so uh, it'll be I haven't even you, heard it, of that. Um, I've gotten a lot of recommendations. It's, it's only in theaters right now um, and it has not been very successful, but it's, <laughs> uh, but I believe it's it's the last uh, John Williams Spielberg team up. I think he said, uh, John Williams said, it's going to be the last uh, music he ever writes for a movie. He's retiring. And then, uh, so that's kind of interesting. But my mom saw it, said it was really good. It's about a young filmmaker. So I think it's kind of Spielberg's...
1: Uh, oh, The Fablemans?
0: Sem- semi-autobiographical uh, gotcha. movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, and I saw right. a clip online of a scene that this, I think actually happened to Spielberg cause he's told the story before where he goes into John Ford's oh. office and gets chewed out and it's John F- Ford is played by David Lynch, which I just loved watching that. So this
1: has a uh, Paul Dano in it. Sure. That's, I right. think I might have, I may have seen the trailer for this. Um, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Maybe, maybe we'll go watch it. Maybe we'll have to podcast on it. <laughs> <clears throat> Interesting. Um, yeah, this is, this is, this has been a, this is a really good movie. It's, it's, uh, for those that, if you're with us now and you haven't seen it, I, I'm, I'm kudos to you. Uh, but, uh, it is on Showtime right now. Um, and they also have a, uh, tr- seven day trial. I have to remember to cancel mine tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is funny. Like Showtime is the more, like one of the only ones I don't have, which is kind of hilarious. It's like, uh, maybe I should just keep it for a little while, but. Uh, it it is it is worth uh, a seven day free trial, one hundred percent. It would be worth paying paying the ten dollars for a, a a full a full month of of Showtime. This is this is such a good movie, and it's good water
0: cooler um, conversation right now because it's in the it's in the mainstream with a lot of a lot of people talking about it with the award buzz. It,
1: and people just... have been talking about this for like six months going on. It is yeah. not it is not just now
0: talking people true well i, I guess, think we talked about it when when we did our podcast yeah, on right, multiverse right. of madness uh, i think uh it's something that that one of us brought up and and uh, yep. nina nina was I, I don't think she had seen it but she was interested uh, she heard a lot of good things about
1: i think it. i i think i had heard about it from a couple of different podcasts i listened to people were talking about like yeah they did multiverse better and and uh and in a way i think they did uh, in a way, I still think there's some holes, and but that's me and my technical. Uh, um, I don't, I don't necessarily get like how do you? The jumps don't all make sense, but I, you know, I didn't sit down. I, I wasn't trying to pick this apart when I was watching it. It was afterwards, and when it's not right in my front of my face, I'm like, wait a minute, let me think about this. this and, and one of the,
0: one of the things you can always just say is, this was just like I think you put it a fever dream. You know, you can always look at it like that, and then the. I logic almost think is, that that makes more sense. Well, I mean, what, yeah, if you're seeing holes, that's a way of just kind of filling all the holes with, you know, plot holes with just saying, oh, yeah. this is her mind doing some bad shit crazy stuff just to try to deal with her existential crisis and, and her relationship with, with her, the, the people that are closest yeah. to her that she's pushed away.
1: And I know we've talked a little bit about, and, we, and there's so much we haven't talked about, but one of the best parts of this, and this is kind of what wraps it all up, is she really does make a connection with her daughter in the end. That is not only satisfying, but it's also not just that eh, the same. Everything's gonna be okay, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it
0: wasn't. It wasn't a hallmark ending. It felt it, there's something yeah. that felt a little bit more grounded and real. <laughs> it felt real, it, it exactly. Was just, it was just enough to say, "Hey, they made made a breakthrough enough to keep." to keep yes. going the next day to keep uh to you know yeah so
1: you're right you, you said it perfectly it's not a hallmark uh moment it literally was like hey look this isn't perfect we may never be perfect but we'll never stop trying yeah and uh you know and 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 i think this is this is something i've said to my children is i i will never be the world's best dad but i'll never stop trying to be a good dad and it's that same kind of moment with with their mom is like, hey, look, I'm not always going to be exactly what you want. I'm not always going to say the right things. I'm not always going to agree with you. Um, but it doesn't mean I don't care about you any less and wouldn't go to the end of the world for you, which she shows in this movie. She goes to the end of many worlds for her, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so it's it's very interesting. And it's, it's it would be interesting to see this. Uh, and, and watch this with it with with your child. Yeah, and talk about it because I mean, I don't. I know I know your family, you know, and just like you know mine, we're we're pretty close. Um, I don't I don't believe I have any of these same issues where my children can't ever come and talk to at least my wife. They may <laughs> not come to come to everything with me, but you know, I don't ever feel my children were ever like felt this depressed that, like, they couldn't rely on their family. And so it's a, it's an interesting aspect. And I never felt that. So um, it's it's an interesting aspect to come well, at it from that where, you know, there's so many people that we see that, you know, feel this way. And it's like, God, I don't, I don't understand that well, because lot, I've never lived that.
0: And the movie does a good job to try to show how isolated Evelyn has become because of – you know she's she's just so self-absorbed with all her problems that they you know they show her sitting there at the table with all her tax forms and i think they have, <laughs> they have a shot of of her husband in the reflected in the mirror and just kind of a little mirror off to the side but that's the only way that her, she's letting anyone in is cuz she's just so consumed but at the end of the movie when they kind of replay that scene when they're going back to the tax uh, building to redo their their taxes you'll notice that Gong Gong is sitting there, you know. Uh, Wayman is next jo- to her, and and Joy is next to her as well. They're all there as a family. So, it you know, she's opened up her world, and so you know, help me with my these problems, and we'll do it as a family. We'll get through it. So, yeah. So that was a nice touch one in of, the movie. Yeah.
1: One of the the premises of this movie too is that. Uh, every choice in life creates a, a variant right that's how you end up with <laughs> sure. the different um the different worlds that's that's uh, very you know, much
0: like Marvel's take on the multiverse too yeah yes um this one seemed uh
1: you know they 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 show a couple of them and one of the main ones was uh she didn't go she didn't go with Wayman in the early years to to u s and she became a big movie star and that's where she learned the the kung fu and all
0: very very much like uh like her own self um, yeah yeah
1: yeah, and so uh, and, and God, we got some crazy lines from that too. Where she, she's like, "I need to tell, I need to tell Raymond that you know I saw my life without him and it was incredible." And I was like, "That's fucked up."
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that
1: was such. A, at that, I mean, I remember when she said that, thinking it, watching that movie at the time. I was like, "Bitch, uh-huh. what a fucking like," because at this time too, you see through. There's no time, and and he even comes back and says it. At, uh, I think this is this was uh you know alpha uh, or not alpha but you know businessman Raymond you know where he has the suit on and stuff and he says you know there's a part of me that would love to nothing more than to to just you know do laundry and and taxes with you and and you know and she's still and you still get that line from her well yeah you know I need you to know that I saw my life without
0: you and it was and I was like motherfucking bitch yeah. but anyways but it's it's you have that's that's it when you're self-absorbed with your own regrets that's that's how you see things until you can see what you have around you and what's really worth it and if she didn't she does come back around yeah she
1: she does come back around so it's good but god at that point i was like whoo you look you deserve fucking sausage fingers yeah yeah (laughs) but anyways uh something that people brought up was is is the choices the different choices in life in, in in watching this movie and how that can make you almost think of the the different choices you know the, you know most of us I, I would believe most of us at some time have have thought like God, if I'd have only done this or I'd only done that and man, it's a fucking rabbit hole that you can get yourself into and I almost want to think that this this movie helps to show that you know what the choices you made got to you where you are. Sometimes they are the right choices, even if it doesn't seem like it's the right choices. Like, don't go back and re-question things, you know. Because um, I know I've done that. Yeah, like, how we measure I, uh- <laughs> success.
0: I mean, in the beginning, it's measured. They're measuring it based off this unrealized potential, you know. And but yeah. in the end, it's it's it, You know, it's the family, it's the people that are close to you. That the, the relationships, and 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 yeah, that's that's a message I can get behind. You know.
1: Right. And that's why I, I think that's that's one of the best parts. That's one of the best messages out of this is like, hey, it may not seem like you made the best choices and you may have had a different life that would have, by other standards, made you a higher, you know, more money, more popular, more famous, whatever. But what you have now, you would lose. And is that is that really worth it? You know, family. Like I think about, you know, if, if I would have stayed in the Coast Guard, uh, you know, which I, I regret. All the time, just because of you know, uh, career path and stuff like that. But if I would, if I had to stay in the Coast Guard, I would have never moved back to Santa Rosa. I would have never started martial arts where I did. I would never met you. We would have this podcast. You know, there's just, (laughs) I I mean, it's just there's so many things, and it's like, God, is it is it worth a? Is it really worth thinking about? God, I could have had this great career, and I could be financially set right now but i would miss all this other stuff and it's like fuck man that's a that's a deep thing and this movie gets you to think about that if you if you let it if you let it you know you got to you got to read into it a little bit you got to get deeper into it but you know it does say that and i think that's a, one of the incredible messages from it too yeah yeah so incredibly fun entertaining movie with messages i mean what more <laughs> do you want from your entertainment
0: <laughs> that's right yeah and you'll see more of it with around with award season so prevalent right now so it'll be it'll be talked about yeah, as well.
1: well what it it was golden globes right uh, they've already happened right yeah, if I think i'm not so. mistaken and so Michelle Yeoh won for that and i believe um uh he, he also won uh for their their categories i i believe they also won
0: yeah you can if you if you go to their wikipedia site for the movie at the very bottom it says list of accolades takes you to a whole nother page which is longer than the Wikipedia, um, site, longer
1: than the movie. <laughs> lot longer than the
0: movie. Wikipedia site. It just goes on and on and on. Most a lot of the award shows haven't happened yet, so it just shows nominations. But uh, you can oh, see all okay. the things where where people won too, and they've already picked up a lot of a lot of awards, and there's lots of buzz that they'll they'll be a, a big winner at the Academy Awards. But just as much recognition as they've gotten is great for a movie that you know again A12 produced it. Uh, it came out of A12 Productions, which doesn't do big budget ones, so it's nice to see something successful that isn't isn't necessarily a marvel movie or you know it doesn't fit into the to the big blockbuster it kind of it it made it a name for itself because of 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 the movie it is and that's nice to see and that's where award shows can sometimes add a little fuel to something that that needs needs to be propped up so that's nice they got
1: they got 11 oscar nominations right now Including uh, Best Actress uh, for Michelle Yeoh, um, Supporting Actor, and Supporting Actress.
0: Did the Daniels get n- nominated for
1: uh, Yeah, Best Director slot.
0: And James Cameron did not.
1: <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. He just rehashed his old movie. and Oh, my God. I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to talk. We're, this is one of the funniest jokes I've heard about Avatar 2. And and it was hilarious because it it made so much sense when I, he's like you know how he wrote Avatar two, he took Avatar one, and threw the script in water, and then he had Avatar two, and I was like that's fucking hilarious. This is Avatar one just all wet. (laughs) I was like it's so fucking funny. And it's true though too. There's so much of it that is true, and I was like, "Mm." Uh, I did hear though, (laughs) Avatar news, uh, they're they're starting to film
0: Avatar five already. I don't know. They're way up there. It it did cross the 2 billion dollar mark as far as uh Yeah, you can't give him so, any grief that, on what it's making. Well, I think that was the goal was to hit 2 yeah. billion and that would have made it a success. <laughs> and you think, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous." And I remember when it came out and it's like, yeah, "There's no way." But yeah, it happened. It is um, it is We talked about cinnamon. Avatar. So, I mean, I've got a lot of fondness for the movies he's made, but I think they're getting more and more generic and, uh,
1: I love, I loved what he does visually. Yeah. Well, sure. I just wish, I just wish he would put some more story into it. Like, <laughs> like just switch it up a little, make, make it something new. Give us something to, to root for. Yeah. Give yourself he, a,
0: give yourself a low budget and go out and just make a interesting script and, and, and use those practical effects that you did in your early days to your, you know, you're a smart guy, uh, that, and you make damn good movies when when You've got a more limited budget because you got to think outside the box. And,
1: and well, I mean, we saw that with this movie small budget, yeah, they killed it. I mean, yep. and not only that, but they, I mean, they gave these the, the seven guys that did the visual effects They're like, yeah. hey, you guys figure it out, you got YouTube, right? Figure it out, and they did, yeah, they did. I they mean, I can't think this. of
0: they shot this uh in early 2020, um, they started <laughs> in January, and it was like the final days of production when they got shut down because of the pandemic. <laughs> so the last uh. few days or something like that, they had to, they, they were talking about having to shoot this, the, the scene in the van that we were talking about. I think oh, was, right, right. I'm not sure if this was with joy or, well, one of the scenes in the van, um, they had to shoot, uh, they were directing separate Michelle Yeoh on zoom and she was in the UK and they were in America or something like that and they were having to like add just a still of hers to a wide shot you know do all this <laughs> kind of crazy stuff and they were directing her over zoom so it's so they were able to to, to, to wrap it up uh, the final is <laughs> a production uh, remotely
1: so funny thing about Michelle Yeoh like um i mean she's she is a great actress you know this this one she did a really good job Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon another one Tomorrow Never Dies or some of the ones Crazy uh, Rich Agents yeah I haven't seen that, so I I can't speak to it. Um, but I know uh, we watched. Well, if you're not a big uh,
0: Aquafina fan, it might it might be a tough one for you to watch. Uh, I, that, I think it's a it's a good movie, but
1: uh, I, I've heard that, and it's also it. Yeah, I'm not a big Aquafina fan, but uh, Michelle Yeoh is in uh, The Witcher. Blood Origin it's a it's a series
0: oh right right which is also <laughs> so, another dud on on at least on the internet yeah. don't seem to care yeah. for it, it kinda... well and, and so we we started watching that and she's in it and
1: Alyssa she's in my wife she was like she is the same fucking person in it she has zero right <laughs> like all of her action things she really is like she is a, just kind of a cold fish hardcore like like she does and I was like I agreed with my wife cuz I was like in this especially in this it's like it's pretty rough and and she has zero emotion there's like it's it's and I don't know if that's how they were trying to get her but she's like that in a lot of her action stuff and so when we went in to watch this I, as soon as it came on and Alyssa saw her she goes oh my god this but <laughs> shortly through it she goes oh okay she is a good actress
0: yeah <laughs> so and as probably the uh you know, the result of typecasting. And one of the reasons why, uh, Kehi Kwan, uh, got out of acting is because there weren't the roles or that he was being kind of right. shoved into, you know, the, the stereotypical Asian. Asian role. And, and especially if you're, if you're, a if the, the, the majority of movies you watch are fantasy martial arts, True. Sci-fi, True. you know, and, and, the, and she does get, get into those movies a lot, a lot because of her martial arts chops. Um, and, uh, crouching hide- crouching tiger, hidden dragon, uh, was, was such a big hit when that came out. And I think that's what put her on the map. And then everyone wanted her in the movie as a, as kind of a martial arts, uh, female yeah. hero. Um, then, uh, yeah, you're going to see that they're going to try to try to shove her into that role over and over again, just to try to capitalize on that, on that success. Um, but, yeah. but again, if, yeah, if you haven't seen crazy rich Asians or or this movie and, and, and she's done a lot of other dramatic ones they just don't get on the map because they don't stand out as as uh, movies you know her from you know
1: yeah no and for sure i just thought it was interesting that that was the case that we the kind of back to back watching those uh yeah. and and she's like she's like oh this woman again really like <laughs> literally when it first came up and i was like oh I'm sorry and, and, but literally within you know maybe 15 minutes tops she's like oh my god she's actually really good you know so it was it was it was fun
0: Apparently, oh, okay. Jamie Lee Curtis also kind of came up with a lot of her own <laughs> wardrobe choices. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> so I like, ridiculous! I, I, I liked the gut, <laughs> you know, it's the way she just kind of had that gut there. And so uh, apparently, that's a it was a uh, a
1: water suit. I believe wearing. it. So it wasn't actually she. She hasn't let herself go that much. No, I don't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and 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 the uh, uh, the wrist the wrist uh the, the wrist, wrist brace wrist brace that was her idea with the watch on the outside that was her idea
1: no okay so this is the one thing that i noticed that really i was like okay someone's paying attention if you watch through the uh the the hot dog fingers sections if you can if you can keep your eyes on the tv she has a fucking ankle brace on uh-
0: <laughs> I did miss that. I did not notice. I that. was
1: like, I was that's like, funny. what? And uh, I was like, that's you know. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, you son
0: of a bitches you got me. But, but yeah, you know, it I, wasn't just hot dog fingers. It was hot dog fingers that jizzed mustard and ketchup. You know when they got and that's
1: Okay, that's and that's where the shark was jumped. <laughs> yeah, and, and kicked in the air. And I was, I hate that fucking hot dog finger shit so bad. Like I said, if. If they, would, if they would have taken that out of this, this could have been easily a 9.5. <laughs> Hot Dog Fingers takes it down to an 8. And, and I'm not alone because I'm looking at IMDb, and it is exactly an 8.0 on IMDb. <laughs> and if I go through this, I'm gonna, I know it's going to say Hot Dog Fingers knocked it down. Hot Dog <laughs> Fingers knocked it down.
0: <laughs> so. Nice. Nice. Right, Prejudice so. against hot dog fingers, but uh, uh, it was just a horrible oh, thing, I'll and I'm not the pass. only one. <laughs> I am
1: <laughs> not the only one. I am not the only one. But no,
0: I well, I I, I know what you mean. It made me a little uh, uncomfortable, and it didn't. It didn't entertain. It was kind of. It came across as as a little bit of a a, a, a gag that went a little on a little too far, um, and. I didn't want it that to be the one that was continually in your face with it. Was, it
1: was almost it. it was almost like Bad Saturday Night Live.
0: Oh yeah. In fact they even have that one character that Kristen Kristen Wiig, uh, does with the little uh dolph hands and creepy. Oh so creepy. Uh <laughs>
1: but that's it, it very much is it's very much it's like, oh, it sounds like a funny premise, but then when you do it and it's like that's fucking
0: wonderful. One of the things they tried to do in the hot dog scenes was try to normalize <laughs> it and you know sh- try to show this this romance, this love affair. And I right. think they were doing everything they could to, to try to see if the audience could overlook the hot dog fingers. But you can't. You really just can't. They're so uh, obnoxious and, and that- phallic and weird and... and, and
1: And that's, and I get, I mean, I get it. They wanted that scene in there, and I I guess it was just to show that maybe she has latent, you know, bisexual feelings or whatever, and whatever it was. No, because, I mean, that's really what that, there's nothing about Hot Dog Fingers that isn't to show, other than to show that she has this actual love affair with, with, you know, (laughs) uh, uh, be it, what is her name, Uh, Deidre. Deidre, right? right. And so I mean that's really the main reason that 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 if you if you took that story out of there there's absolutely zero reason to have hot dog fingers other than I, what well, uh, you know, when I brought thing, it up she earlier, she has to
0: use her foot I, I don't know when I when I brought it up earlier and I said it was to kind of put her face to face with some with something she was uncomfortable with in like she was facing like like the generations were uncomfortable with you know she was afraid her grandfather was or her father was uh, uncomfortable with her daughters um, lesbian relationship. It wasn't. It wasn't because, in the hot dog finger scenario, <laughs> she was having a, a relationship with with. No, no, know, I know. There's... It was just because of the absurdity and how, sh- you know, how do you be- how how can there be a reality that has hot dog fingers well, and that you can no. actually? <laughs> I actually think
1: the story this. Uh, so the story is deeper than that. I I fully believe that the 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 hot dog fingers world is to show that she also has she she's more in co- she's more in common with her daughter than she would like to believe right and that's yeah. that's kind of what it shows and and you know that's and i believe that's part of what it is so that's where but they put the they could have done it with any other world they could have just had it as a world of her you know i, I don't know they could have done something else that wasn't just the hot dog fingers was so bad it, but that's i i think the the story component of of her loving uh Dedra and you know they I think the only reason you have that is because it's a, a a known figure like if you just had it as another random woman it wouldn't have the same effect essentially but you know and we get you, the scene early you know where she had to say I love you to her you know and maybe that ties into it too so maybe that's part of I don't know well, but that's i think there's more to it than that but the hot dog fingers took so much away from it did you lose part of that
0: it also kind of created a distraction because we're not talking about hey they had an agenda by putting her in a multiverse where she was in a lesbian relationship and they were just trying to throw that in our face instead we're talking about the hot dog fingers and we don't you know anyway (laughs) but well
1: no and so okay this checks boxes if we wanna look at it in that light. Right. Well that's, this, what,
0: that's what I'm saying. The hot dog fingers kind of distracts us enough to where it's not about checking but no, boxes. <clears throat> it's just about th- an absurd thing. Here's world. the thing though. This is this is where it
1: doesn't this isn't where it's just checking boxes though. Is it, it was a a well written story that deals with those issues rather than being a well written story that says, Oh, but let's throw this in here as a side thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where I think that's why I don't think they needed to distract you from it. Like that's what I'm saying is is like, yes, the hot dog fingers distract you from it because it's so absurdity and it's so like fucking ridiculous. But I don't think they needed to distract matter of fact, I think part of it is the the hot dog fingers distract you so much that you don't actually realize is that maybe that's part of what was going on in in, in uh Evelyn's mind is that, you know, there is this part of her that she understands it, but she's fighting it.
0: You yeah. know, I. You know what I mean. I. Think I that, you know. Maybe I'm reading into it. One of the things I, I. I'm just thinking about this now. But you. You mentioned that Gong Gong was not upset about about uh, the the her his right. granddaughter's relationship with with the woman. He just kind of like whatever. Um. And this, I. I don't think uh, the mother was ever really bothered by it, but she was bothered by not you know she didn't wa- she was embarrassed by having to tell her grandfather this because she didn't think he would be accepting of it and and it, that's it's interesting that this is more a movie that you know when she's in this multiverse in a lesbian relationship you don't you don't worry that that is an issue for her because you know the issue is not that she's bothered by it it's that she's just afraid what other people are going to think if her you know when they see that daughter and that that's that's more realistic i think
1: there more. is there is that part of it but it could be too though that it's it's a deep buried feeling in her you know what i mean
0: yeah but that's i all, think that's a all lot i was saying i think a lot of times those the, you know th- <laughs> Our fears, our fears in, in, when things don't, you know, if you, if you see your child that's, that's in a transgender relationship or, or in, in some doing something that just doesn't fit with the generation you grew up with. It's not so much that, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that you're, you're willing to accept, but you don't want anyone to know about it because then, (laughs) you know, that's, that, that becomes more the struggle. And I bet, I bet some people don't feel that they're, uh, prejudiced against these sort of things, but you would still see reactions out of people because they were afraid of what other people would think about them oh, if they were letting that go on in their in their household or something like that.
1: And, um, and it's more and it's more than just the same sex gender, you know, yeah. uh, relationships too. I mean, there's there's all I mean, uh, uh, marijuana, right, or or mm-hmm. drugs it It seemed like when we were growing up it was it was a bigger deal, right people like' oh it was much more hidden now there's fucking there's a goddamn fucking you know pot shop on every corner they're, they're more you know prevalent than fucking you know in and out around here uh you know you can, you can, <laughs> yeah. you you can get a you can get a joint quicker and you can get a goddamn cheeseburger uh in, in this area, so it's like it times have changed but yeah we we you know i know for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't do marijuana. Um, I tried it, uh, for pain relief and it just made me paranoid, but it was one of those things is I was still like, oh shit, you know, why, why do I get paranoid? Cause I'm worried about it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a generational thing. I can yeah. see that and it's not, but it's not just that, but yeah, there, there's a point that that could be it. I mean, there, there's so many open ends that you can go, well, I feel that this is this way. And someone else will, go, well, I feel
0: this way. You know what? We're both probably right. Well, that shows a good sign of a movie that really creates more discussion than actually trying to uh, force an agenda or, or, or really push a lot of uh, ideology I, yeah. in your face. <laughs> Even if, you know, in this case, there are some ideas that I really can get behind. But again it gets you thinking about things and thinking about what's important, not so much about that you're being preached to. And that's,
1: I don't think this, this didn't feel preachy at all. This didn't feel like it pushed agendas. It didn't feel like it was checking boxes. It felt like it was a well-written, well-directed, well-cast, uh, fun movie. Uh, if you just take out those, uh, you know, um, uh Hot dog fingers and and uh, <laughs> butt butt yeah. plug fight
0: and and there is some people probably would dismiss it just because it's it's a little weird you know it's in fact I think I think that's what uh, Alyssa said she just said she kind of had this look on her face like yeah that was weird and then she kind of
1: you know I, well I know. Uh, Alyssa's... Uh, yeah Alyssa's a very very straightforward with a lot like she doesn't like she does not like even a lot of fantasy like like a lot of sci fi fantasy she just good. She's just not into it. She's very realistic, yeah, and so that that's what threw her off. She did like the story. She does like, I mean,
0: yeah, I and maybe she like you know when I watched it with Cindy, I said, "What'd you think?" And she's like, "Huh, she, uh, I don't know." But uh, it was the <laughs> next, it was the next day that she started talking to me about it. She brought it up and she said, "Yeah, I'd been thinking about it," and that that means something resonates in a way that that okay maybe it didn't have that initial impact because it was it was off putting or weird or too absurd or didn't fit into yeah. your understanding of what a movie is supposed to be <laughs> but if it's something if it if it if it digs somewhere into you and and you think about it then that's the sign of something you know, that's more than just entertainment. That's something that, that gets you makes you go hmm, you know, yeah. as Arcinio would say. <laughs> well I can
1: guarantee you that as much as I didn't like the, the butt plug fight and the the hot dog <laughs> fingers, Alyssa liked them even less.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh like I felt like I was having to defend him in the movie when we oh, were watching funny. it together. I was like, oh yeah, no, it, but that's that's just how it is. I mean, I, I, I tend to like the absurd more than she does. Uh, she's very realistic. Um, and she's not into, like, crazy movies anyways most of the time.
0: I'm uh, glad you it... liked it. I didn't know uh, if I was going to have to be defending the movie <laughs> or not. Uh, you know, sometimes when it's a movie that comes across that, that has – you know, emotional messages. I'm a, I'm not sure how you're gonna go if it's gonna be something that gets you upset. Oh, yeah, uh, I know how they're told. Um, so I'm but I'm, I guess I'm pleasantly surprised that that you got you know the good you I, got out of it. Even I though don't it was mind. just an eight eight point zero.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's eight 0. I mean, I, it's not gonna get that extra. Um, no, I don't mind messages as long as they're done. Cr- they're done right with you know. Don't don't try and jam shit down people's throat. Tell your story. Don't don't try and force a, a thought process on someone. And this, and this is a great example of that. It does check a lot of boxes. It brings up a lot of uh, relevant, uh information, and it, it does things that's not normal. I mean, we're talking about uh, uh, immigrant Chinese family, right? You know, uh, older Asians. We're talking about uh, LBGT uh, community. We're talking about suicide, essentially. It does all these things, but it does it in a way where it's not like, it's not throw it in your face and like, hey, look at me, pay attention to me, listen to my story, this is how it is. It was like, this is what's going on, take from it what you will. And, and I think that's, it, it, you know, and, and, that's, and that should be the, the, the premise on every side, right? Regardless of what side of polit- politics you're on, what side of religion you're on, what side of just ideology you're on. Tell your story, let people take from it what they will. Don't ever force it, and that's that. That's where, inter- especially entertainment, uh, can be a great thing. Is like tell your story, let people take from what it is. Don't ever try and force it, and that's where I don't think we always get what we get. So, yeah. And this this did a great job with it. You know, it never it never said, hey, this is what I'm. It ta- had a fucking raccoonie. Come on, <laughs> you know. So. uh interesting enough our 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 podcast next week will be on a uh this one might be a more interesting one um i i I know you haven't i don't think you've seen it yet i haven't seen it yet i got it up we're doing rrr if you haven't seen it go check it out um i think this was netflix if i'm not mistaken
0: and is this uh india india where was it it's uh it's
1: it's india okay or no it's oh geez it is it is india Okay. Um, I was trying to. It's 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 not like a Bollywood, um, but it is based. All right. Look, here's the, here's the quick synopsis, and it is on Netflix. I think that's what I said. Uh, a yeah. Fictitious story about two legendary revo- revolutionaries and their journey away from the home before they started fighting for their country in nineteen twenties. Okay. So, um, that's just a quick quick synopsis, and I don't even know if that really tells the story, but. Is a very. I, are you gonna watch it a second time? No, fuck. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> okay. Uh, and in and, and it's not because I don't think it was good. Um, it's because it's like three three hours something long. It's a fucking long ass movie. Three hours and seven minutes. Okay. Um. There's parts of it that are great. There's parts of it that are like, I don't know what the hell you just did there. Um. Uh, it's very interesting. Two different. Much like, much like, uh, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, it's kind of different genres to all together. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Um, yeah, it's, I heard a lot of great stuff about it. So we, we decided to watch it this last weekend. Um, did get all the way through it. It's a long ass movie.
0: Just, just prepare yourself. Okay. Um, but and you and you said yeah, there's some it, violence it's probably not something to sit down with the, it is, with the family it, or with the wife. No,
1: no, no. It it's it's not even rated R. It's rated it's not rated. But this would be a, an easily rated R for some very graphic violence. It's not I mean it's not like horror, gore, nothing like that, but it's it's there's some brutalness to it.
0: Um Okay. Yeah, I, I mean it We we've never done a uh, a movie from uh, from India. Is that where you said it was i (sighs) okay we're not sure but uh i'm assuming it's foreign film it's probably done in a in a different language well yeah so on
1: netflix though i think they did a really incredible job with with dubbing the voices like it's it's if you look closely you can tell in some scenes that it's not actually them speaking english but it's not so uh blatantly bad that you're like what the that's not even close um I will say, though, that when they start singing in songs, that those aren't
0: translated,
1: so you Cut. don't get any of the meaning of those. And well, I think know, when we is, did
0: uh, All quite on the Western Front, you watched the dub and I watched the subtitle. I'll probably try to right. see if I can get through the subtitles with this. I'm, I'm usually a bigger fan unless it's really dialogue heavy and then you're taken away from the cinematography. But, um I don't think it, I don't, I don't so, know if you're going to miss anything. Okay. I mean, there, there's some good
1: cinematography, but there's also some just common stuff. Okay. It's a long, long movie. So bring a bag of lunch, you know, <laughs> <Got> <laughs> so. it. but yeah, we're going to, we're going to hit RRR. Um. <laughs> it sounds like you're being Mork. R-R-R. Yeah. R-R-R-R. <laughs> yeah. That's God. I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, man, I wonder if that would hold up today. I used to love Mark and Mindy. Oh, yeah. A, a well, chap- I mean,
0: there aren't many sitcoms around these days anymore, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, well, even the ones I'm watching are, are 15, 10 years old at least. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, uh, that's it for t- us today with Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I know. I... I, you, every once in a while, I'll get it. Uh, next week, join us for RRR. <laughs> Go check that out on Netflix. Uh, do it in days. You know, Make sure you, you set aside enough time to uh, split that in half. I, I, I'll i tell you that right now. It's probably going to be better for you. Uh, we sat through the whole thing straight. Rough.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, you Need know, like a, a Lawrence of Arabia where they do the 10-minute the, the 10-minute intermission. 10 minute intermission. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know, I... <laughs> I said
1: that last time when we did um, – we watched uh, – it was a Marvel movie that was like – I think it was Endgame. I was like, this fucking thing needs an intermission. <laughs> yeah. Because like you went into it going like I'm going to have to pee. Avatar needs an intermission. Like anything <laughs> over three hours, you – Especially you gotta, if
0: it's in water, man. That's going to make you have to pee no <laughs> problem. <Yeah. laughs> so,
1: uh, yeah, no, It's. it's – it's I, RRR is interesting enough. I, I'm, I, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say okay. uh, about good. it.
0: Uh, I'll bring my and, opinions with me. <laughs> good. That's what we do here. And then the following and, uh, week, we're doing our Marvel. Uh, wh- which one do we decide on? It's not just Marvel. It's uh No,
1: we, uh, we were gonna do uh, uh Black Panther um Wakanda. Wakanda Wakanda Forever. forever. Okay, because yeah, that's, that's kind, right, because that's, that's, gonna... that's
0: dropping on Disney at the end of the month. So we'll have yep. plenty of time to watch it before uh before exactly. the podcast. right. Awesome. Yep.
1: yep. So we're set for the next two weeks. Uh I hope to God that you guys come back and join us for those. Uh <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe on all your podcast uh catchers, uh Apple, Spotify, uh i We're on uh, uh, Audible, which I thought was pretty interesting. I pulled that up the other day just to see if we were there. Uh, (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, you can find us out there. Just remember C's is with three E's and a Z. Uh, (laughs) And if you ever need to know that story, email us at the.hwsi.podcast at gmail.com and ask us what's the story with the E's, and I'll give you the story. (laughs) All right? (laughs) Or any other questions you guys have for us. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And with that, Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars.
0: What does that mean?